Jeez. Oh, yeah. NBA Australia, how you going? How you going? It is NBA Australia. It is Tuesday, February 15th, all day. And I'm a very washed <laughs> James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. So whomstever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in Larry Armour Studios in the Sean Kemp jersey. Bit warm, bit hungover. I'm here hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all of the ins and outs of the NBA season while ripping Strayer a bit. Some big Aussie news today. Enjoyed that. Uh, so we're going to wrap up the weekend from it for you because, you know, took the day off yesterday to get shit-faced. Uh, so we've got a crazy Super Bowl weekend to wrap up with a bit of weekend winners and losers. you got Giddy dropping triple doubles. Jared Allen's now an all-star. Got all the games from the weekend and today in the NBA Australia game wraps. That means a chockers edition of That's Not a Knife. Old mate, no mate, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got dickhead of the weekend. There's Yeah Nas, was the unpopular opinion of the day. And there's Outback Takehouse. We were serving up a flame grilled take. There's Australian Player Watch. That is an absolute cracker today as well. Uh, to go with an Andrew Gay's Grand Mum Reward for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. And there's actually a couple of really good contenders for that, so... Stick around. Uh, we've also got the game previews and picks for tomorrow, and we'll finish off with a really quick giddy review, giddily positive review of the Super Bowl. <laughs> because why not? And the Super Bowl commercials. Right, let's get to it. Episode 757 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. You better watch out for the Aaron Donald attack there if you're uh, Joey Burrows at the end of that game yesterday, the Super Bowl. Or you better watch out for the Bureau attack if you're me. Oh boy, that was a big weekend for your mate Jimmy. I am a shell of a man. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, how do you really convince yourself that you're old? Well, you play pub cricket on Sunday, drink way too many beers to celebrate your first ever winning season of pub cricket. Uh, then you go set up the catfish for your live stream in the NFL Super Bowl on Monday morning, which you then rock up to early in the morning getting shit-faced all day and uh, proceed to come home pretty blind. Uh, but, you know, add to that the squid... Waking up overnight a bunch of times, that's not ideal. So, <laughs> yeah. Just a heads up, it's a bit of a sketchy show, but she'll be right. Uh, right, let's get stuck into today's show, the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the Daily. Whip around, that's right, the post-trade deadline vibes. How are we all feeling? Everyone's teams, they're a bit changey. It's still weird to think, right? The, like, you've got the photos now of Embiid and Harden and Harden smiling and just looks happy. You got the uh, video of Harden getting off the plate and giving his best mate, Daryl Morey, a big cuddle. Oh, Daryl, I've missed you. I've missed you. I've missed you too, James. James, I miss you. Whispers Daryl in uh, James Harden's ear, you're giving me a bit of a James Harden. Uh, <laughs> that was just fucking weird. Let's all be honest. It's fucking strange that Harden's got like such a weirdly like, he's my best mate, about his boss. But whatever. Anyway, now Simo's off in Brooklyn. We've got the uh, footage of him hanging out with his new teammates at Barclays. He's there. He's chilling, not Ellen. Shooting around before the game. Yeah. 
You got the zinger in Washington? <laughs> and obviously Harden, like currently sampling the gentlemen's clubs of the greater Philadelphia area, is one of those great moments because he's like, oh, yeah, nah, my leg's a bit wonky still, so I don't think I'll play. So the Sixers announced that Harden's out through the All-Star break because he's going to rehab his left hammy. Uh, I'm assuming by which he's going to eat wings in all the strip joints within a 25K radius of Philly. <laughs> like, what do you reckon? Can we get all of them? Fat man, who? Philly clan! Uh, but he is, obviously, with him being out of the All-Star game. Remember, he was the last pick uh, the other day. Pretty funny. Uh, Jared Allen, go the fro! He's an All-Star. How good is that? I absolutely love that for Jared Allen. Uh, obviously, having sort of... Uh, watch the Nets try to do their rebuild while we were there, living in New York with our season tickets going, oh, God, this is horrible. At least, like, Joe, Go the Fro was, like, you know, one of those little shining lights, and now he's an all-star. So, great job, Sean Marks. Just shame you had to trade him away to uh, get James Harden, who then wanted out 12 months later. At least you got Ben Simmons. So, I uh, think that's certainly something. No! Norm Powell is out for a uh, little bit. No one's entirely sure. No surgery. He's got a busted sesamoid. So I can actually, you know, re- uh, sort of reflect on this one with a bit of personal knowledge. Have had a broken sesamoid. It's like a floating bone in like the cartilage in your uh, under your foot. Fucking hurt sometimes. Tell it say that much. Uh, so yeah, no surgery yet for Norm Powell, who, as you may remember, was traded to the Clippers and uh, joins them and their very very long injury list. Didn't matter today because they still beat the Warriors, but still. Uh, it's a bit of a tough one for Norm because it's a shitty injury to come back from because it'll sort of flare up out of nowhere, etc. So hopefully he's all right. Paddy Connaughton had surgery in his hand. Uh, we talked about Connaughton and the Bucks last week. Literally, as soon as they trade Dante DiVincenzo away, Paddy Connaughton gets hurt. That is a rough luck for everybody. But look, Paddy Connaughton, four weeks, they reckon. That's not bad. So it's not a bad timeline. Tyreek Evans. Do you remember him? Bloody 2010 Rookie of the Year. Out there for the Kangs. Out there averaging a 25-5. and five. Uh, He's being reinstated to the NBA because he was suspended from the league for two years in 2019, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, it's also one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, shit. So he's the first player to be suspended and then reinstated uh, with a drug offense since Birdman back in, like, 08, 09. Um, and it's always a tricky one because when it comes to the drug suspensions in the NBA... It does seem to be uh, a lot of, look, if you're in the drug program already and you've gotten a bunch of warnings, if you keep like violating the drug program stuff, then you are going to get suspended and boom, that's what happened here. Uh, and it does appear to also be usually to do with drugs of abuse. So here's hoping Tyreek is back and he's feeling good. He's feeling healthy and he's got his uh, shit together. So it'd be nice to have him back doing stuff. Ben Simmons. Some interesting stuff, obviously. People are going to be taking their shots. Oh, how is his his mental health now, man, now that he's in Brooklyn? Yeah, it's like working in an abusive work environment and then getting out of it uh, might not, you know, (laughs) that might actually help and improve your mental health. Fucking shock horror. Uh, But Steve Nash actually said uh, before the game today against the Kangs, I think he's in a good place mentally, and if we work with him here in conjunction with his physical ramp-up, to make sure he's comfortable on and off the floor, I think he'll be ready to play mentally when he's physically ready. That's pretty interesting. So basically, get your head right, your body's right, Simo will be out there. 
Get some sense talked in you by Patty Mills and away we go. Uh, but look, this entire issue, I think it's always kind of fucky. I always thought it was kind of fucky regardless from both sides. I think the way Ben handled this was fucked and shit. The way Philly handled it, pretty fucky, bit shitty. But at the same time, they were paying him a fuck ton of money to play basketball. He decided he wanted to do, didn't want to do that all because his feelings got hurt. Crimey river. But anyway, uh, look, with the mental health aspects, you can never judge. So fucking, look, if he's in Brooklyn and he's off to go, I'm happy about that. Pat Bev signed a one-year $13 million contract extension. Pretty good. Uh, Enos the Penis Cantor, sorry, freedom, uh, was waived by the Houston Rockets. Uh, Enos free agent, Tom. There you go. Nice one. Goron the Flog Dragic. Looks like San Antonio are going to buy out Goron the Flog Dragic. Uh, there are plenty of teams in the buyout market who will be looking to uh, add Goron the Flog Dragic. Uh, the Bucks, for instance, obviously just having lost Paddy Connaughton. The Bulls, considering the, all the injuries they've copped all year. Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine as well, is getting another specialist to look at his knee, uh, which is good. Look, MRIs have shown Levine doesn't have any problems with it, but uh, they are going to take a look. And he's going to rest. He might actually sit out the All-Star game. Who knows what's going to happen there. But, man, they just keep copying it. Ah, but anyway, Dragic, the Bulls, the Bucks, the Clips, the Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers stink! Uh, the Nets, the Warriors, who are all sort of in aggressive pursuit. Makes kind of sense just to settle your down ball handler backup guard at this point. He's pretty old, 36. But uh, that's kind of nice. And LeBron James wants to do an all-LA parade with the Rams, the Lakers, and the Dodgers. After the Rams won the Super Bowl yesterday. Good game. I mean, it was all right. And talk about that in NFL Australia tomorrow night with Gaz. Yeah, we're, it's going to be a late episode this week because we're both washed as fuck. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, and then the players of the week were announced as well. In the East, you had DeRose in there averaging his, what, 37 points, five assists, five and a half rebounds. And in the West, Luca just averaged a lazy 43 Points, 8.3 rebounds and... Ah, sorry, 10.3 rebounds, 8.3 assists for the uh, week. Not bloody bad numbers. Seems fitting. Let's do some game raps from the weekend then. Game raps, 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 game raps. Oh boy. It's kind of weird to think about this. So it's Tuesday. I'm thinking about the games from Saturday. I was watching a bunch of them and then same with Sunday. And, uh... Trying to remember what the fuck happened is a bit, a bit of a hairy one. So let's fly through this. Charlotte kicked the shit out of Detroit, 141-119, 31-12 for Lamello. Charlotte needed that. They were in a big slide. They lost the next game after that as well, and uh, at least they beat Detroit. Cleveland! Cleveland! They beat Indy, 120-113. Uh, sweet baby Carrots Levert back out there uh, against his old team. Tyrus Halliburton out there crushing it, 23-6 for him. Jarrett got the Farallona, 22-14, though. What a gun. Love him. Uh, OKC pushed Philly uh, 187. Philly hung on 25-19. OKC, look, that was uh, Josh Giddyup getting a triple-double. It was awesome. Uh, It was also... Oh, no, he got the triple-double against OKC. What am I talking about? He had a pretty rough game in that one against uh, Philly. I remember that. Uh, San Antonio beat the shit out of Atlanta in Atlanta on the back of a DeJunte Murray triple-double. He had 32-10-15. What a game. Uh, They beat them 136-121. Boston held on against Denver, 108-100, for Nikola Jokic, hello, and 24 for Tatum, 22 points, 7 assists, and 5 steals for Marcus 
Smart and Boston are rolling. We're going to get to them in weekend winners in a second. Minnesota couldn't quite keep up with the Chicago Bulls because DeMar DeRozan, 35-6-6. He's crushing it. 134-122. They beat the uh, the Wolves. Cat was good in that one too. But uh, the Utah Yaz beat the shit out of Orlando as well. 114-99. Donnie Mitchell. And they're dropping 24. Hassan Whiteside's been pretty good of late. He had 15 and 18 in that one. Uh, Sunday, the Knickerbockers were humiliated by the Portland Trailblazers. 112-103. An absolute pantsing. Uh, just crazy vibes. The, the Knicks just shit their bed in crazily epic fashion. They, As I think I tweeted out that day, the Knicks really nixed that one. Jesus. Like Portland are a team that we all understand are like packing her up, boys, and going on the tank. The Knicks are fighting tooth and nail to make the play-in tournament. And they shit the bed in the fourth quarter in just epic fashion. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, they held on to beat the Charlotte Hornets 125-118 because Terry Rousey had 35-10-9. and uh, But Memphis were just too good all around. Sacramento, they beat Washington. Hey, oh, 123-110, Sabonis crushed it. San Antonio, they beat the New Orleans Pelicans 124-114 on a back-to-back. Having just been Atlanta, that's a big win for the Spurs. Philly took care of Cleveland. Cleveland! Uh, and this is uh, pretty good. 40, 14, and 10. Joel Embiid is a monster, and he also demolisherated Jared Allen on a big dunk. That was a huge game for Philly. Toronto lost against Denver in a crazy game. 28, 15, and 6 for Joker, who missed two free throws at the end of this game. And Fred Van Vliet just misses a three as time's expiring. OG Ananobi gets the rebound, throws it up. Joker comes out from nowhere with the game-saving block. Denver hold on to win. What a game. Unreal vibes. Siakam at 35-10-7. He's been unreal for uh, the Raps. Brooklyn. Uh, we're getting absolutely demolished by Miami. Kyrie scored 18 points straight in the fourth quarter. And the Nets still lost. They had a turnover in the final seconds, and that was it. He ended up with 29-5-5, did Kyrie, but Miami were just too good, 115-111. Chicago beat OKC. This was Giddy with his second-ever triple-double. He had the J-Kid triple-double, the old 10-10-12. and 12. Oh, I've got the triple-double, triple bro. Yeah, it's 10-10-12, and 12, mate. Settle down. DeMar, though, 38-6-5. He's crushing it. The Clippers out on to beat Dallas 99-97 despite Luka dropping 45. He had 23 points in the fourth quarter, did Luka. It just wasn't enough. Reggie Jackson was too good. 99-97. So the Dallas uh, Mavericks and the Clippers split the uh, season series again. God, those teams hate each other. The Lakers! Oh, jeez. The Lakers stink! Golden State beat them 117-115. Clay Thompson out of nowhere. 33 points. Dropped 16, I think it was, in the fourth quarter. LeBron James... Uh, some bullshit foul call action right at the end. Steph Curry fouls him before he goes up for his shot. They give LeBron three shots because NBA rigged. Uh, <laughs> but LeBron misses one. One of the great cases of ball don't lie ever. LeBron hits the second one, misses the se- uh, third one on purpose. Uh, they don't get the rebound. Boom. 26-15 for LeBron, but not enough. Unbelievable scenes. That game was chaos. Like, the Lakers are up like six with only a few minutes left. Anyway, uh, Phoenix, they beat Orlando, 132-105. Devin Booker was awesome, 26-5-5. Uh, Super Bowl Monday, we had early games. I was watching Boston Atlanta before I got over to the uh, Caddy, 105-95. Trey was awesome. Tatum was awesomer. Trey had 30-10. and 10. Tatum had 38-10. and 10. That's rebounds and assists, respectively. Uh, 
and Minnesota beat Indy in Indy, 129-120. Halliburton was incredible. 22 points and 16 assists. Unfortunately, Indy stink, and Ant-Man went off. Anthony Edwards, 37-5-4. He was awesome. And then today, Washington held on to beat Detroit, 103-94. Detroit just wouldn't fuck off at the end of it. It was weird. Kuzma was really good in the third quarter. He dropped 17, finished with 23 points. Brooklyn held off Sacramento, 109-85, thanks to Seth Curry. That's right, new addition, Seth Curry and Bruce Brown. Rediscovered how to play basketball. Pretty handy timing. He thought, well, yeah, like 19, 6, 6, 5, and 3, I think it was. Incredible. 4 and 3, maybe. Uh, the New York City Knickerbockers. Oh, geez. 123 lose in overtime to the Oklahoma City Thunder. 127 because giddy up! Josh Giddy. Huge triple double. Uh, sets a new career high for points. Goes absolutely hammering tongues. And did a little bit of everything just to fuck the Knicks up. And I'll tell you what, it was beautiful. It was such a good game. He played, he did everything in the first half. He went into the Mecca, smashed the Knickerbockers, 28, 11, and 12, shot 11 and 22. It was knocking in threes. He was just doing a little bit of everything. And you love to see it. Giddy up. Giddy up. Uh, he went three or four from downtown as well. He was just doing a bit of everything. Uh, what else happened today? So the Knicks shit the bed in that one. They were up massive, and uh, then they were not. Because Giddy just sort of kept them in it, and away they went. So not bad, not bad, good size. Because uh, I think they were up like 12, 11 or something like that in the third quarter, and it's like, holy shit, they're coming all the way back, and okay, see, never let them fuck off. So good, good win for the Thunder. Horrible loss. The Knickerbockers. Uh, what are the other games? Uh, we had San Antonio. Look, they were right there, right at the end. And then Chicago just put him to the sword right at the death. 120-109. San Antonio just had a couple of empty possessions right at the end. DeMar Rose, another 40 piece. He's been incredible. He's going to pop up again in a second. Portland beat Milwaukee. What? 122-107. Huh? <gasps> what? Yeah, exactly, right? Like, this game was fucking nuts. Anthony Simons is awesome. He's just had like a couple of back-to-back 30 burgers. Has 31 and 6 in this one. I love him. He's got a funny-looking head on him, but geez, he can play. He dropped, what, 30 against the Knicks and 31 and 6 today against the Bucks. Look, the Bucks didn't have Giannis. He sat out. He has like an uh, ankle tweak. And they're like, well, we'll rest him. And Chris Middleton rocked up and went, don't worry, fellas, I've got this. Went 3 of 15 and 1 of 8 from, the fl- uh, one of eight from downtown. Oh, he almost had a triple-double, though, to 16, 11, and 9. Yeah, thanks for coming, Chris. Ah, uh, who else? Toronto, ooh, absolutely handled by New Orleans. 120-90. That was a crazy one. Brandon Ingram, Spindles, doing everything. He had, like, eight assists. He was crushing it. And, uh, yeah, the Raps just couldn't buy a bucket. Like, Siakam went 7-19. Gary, Trent, Derby Jr., 2-15 of 15 he went. Yeesh, not ideal, bro, not ideal. Meanwhile, yeah, Spindles, as an eight assist, doing a bit of everything. He had the almost triple-double, the 10, 11, and 8. CJ McCollum looking good, hitting five threes for his 23. Anyway, uh, the Denver Nuggets held on against Orlando, 121-111. Joker was awesome. All their starters made uh, double figures, 26, 15, and 7 for Joker, which is just routine now. It's crazy. Donnie Mitchell had 30, and Utah beat the Rockets, 135-101. And finally, Golden State lost to the Clippers. Pretty crazy fashion. Uh, The Clips just kind of ran over the top of them in the second half. Like, Golden State were kind of just floating around. They're only down two, I think, at the half. In the third quarter, the Warriors just couldn't hit anything. Like, Curry had 26 in the first half. Ends up with 33. He hits eight threes. And 
they couldn't do anything else. It was weird. Clay goes three of 14. Not ideal. Uh, All-star Andrew Wiggins has 13 points on five of 10 shooting. Thanks for coming, Andrew Maple Jordan. Uh, <laughs> flip side, Trent T-Man. Terrence Mount, 25 points, seven and seven rebounds, six assists. He was awesome. Reggie Jackson had 19. Zoobs was smashing everything, 18 and 8. Big win, 119-104. The Clippers needed that one. The Warriors, what's going on there? Right, let's do some uh, weekend winners and losers then after all that, shall we? Oh, my God. I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is... Me! Me! Ken Brockman. Brockman. <laughs> got a shot of me. There you go. Uh, weekend winners, Jared Allen. He's an all-star, and he deserved to be. It was awesome. He was like basically deserving of this all-star spot halfway through the season so far, and he's only gotten better. So I'm glad that he got uh, he got the nod ahead of uh, even Siakam. Like, I've sort of pointed this out. Siakam's been fucking incredible for about the last five weeks, six weeks. But Allen's been really good all season, so I'm glad he got there. Um, Josh Giddy, weekend winner. Back-to-back triple-doubles on the weekend. That's amazing. And they got a huge win against the Knicks, which was also hilarious. But Josh Giddy. First time playing an MSG for the Thunder. Just goes in, drops a giant fucking... Just whips out his hog and goes, Look, this is what they still speak of in hushed tones. <laughs> hushed tones in Yarraville. They're afraid of it. Look at it. Look at the size of the thing. It's bloody huge. Uh, but goes into the Mecca, goes, I don't give a fuck about the Knicks. Smashed it. 11-22, 3-4 from downtown, 28 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists. What a game. And that's a weekend winner because you have games like that, that'll vault you up your rookie standings. We'll talk about that later. Sorbin Simmons staying in New York. Just a different borough. Nice to see him looking happy, wasn't it? Look, put all the other shit aside. It was just nice to see Ben Simmons... Not looking like he was fucking... Someone had farted right in his face. Right? Because that's all we've seen for the last fucking what? I don't know, nine months? Oh, I'm just so sad. Nobody likes me here. I don't want to work here anymore. Well, you're being paid a lot of money to. I don't want to. And now he's got his new job. And he looks happy with his new workmates. I love it. That might be one for Jingles HR to tackle. Brooklyn, in general as well, a bit of a weekend winner. They get Seth Curry. Uh, he had 23-7-5 today. It was awesome. But he's the exact sort of dude that the Nets need around, you know, potentially around Simmons and uh, KD and eventually Kyrie, etc. So you just think about Simmons and uh, setting up three-point shots. And then you think about, like, the lineups that Brooklyn can run out there with Patty Mills, uh, Seth Curry... <laughs> Kyrie, KD, Ben Simmons. It's a lot of three-point shooting, I'm just saying. And that's not even, like, thinking about Joe Harris. Holy shit. Uh, but that's great. And obviously, look, if they've unlocked Bruce Brown again, watch out, that's handy. Uh, Pat Bev weekend winner. Love that. I like that he uh, got a nice chunk of change. Like, Pat Bev is a fucking lunatic. But this was a dude who bought out his own contract in Russia. And uh, with this, you know, $13 million extension for another year on the top of his existing one, you love to see it. So good on him. The Celtics are weekend winners. They've gotten eight straight now. That's the longest win streak in the NBA. A couple of tough ones as well in there. Last few. Marcus Smart, though. It sort of seems like he's turned the corner, gotten healthy, and has really sort of taken on a bit more of a, uh, oh, shit, they didn't trade me. Uh, cool. Leadership role. 
and it's kind of exactly what you wanted to see his entire career. And because it feels weird, I don't think Tatum and Brown are really playing awesomely together anyway, but Boston is still winning because Smart's playing out of his skin. Time Lord's playing really well. Average Al Horford's doing well. And they've kind of just got little bits here and there clicking. And the Celtics just look handy. Like, the defense has been fucking amazing since, like, I think since the start of 2022. Like, they're absolutely crushing it. So good job, Celtics. Definitely weekend winners. The Heat! The Heat are also just weekend winners in general because they're on top of the East. They're on, they've won five straight. All the Heat do is, like, fuck around and win most of their games. <laughs> Like, that game where they like they almost blew it against the Nets on the weekend. They hold on to win. They beat the Pelicans. They've beaten the Wiz. Uh, smash the Hornets. They're basically beating everybody who's, like, not the top-notch sort of dudes. And there was that tiny little run, what was it, about a week and a half ago, where they lost a couple of games to the Raps. And you're like, oh, geez, what's going on? But they're kind of just, you know, making sure that Kyle Lowry's feeling comfortable. They'll get Tyler Hero back at some stage. But Jimmy... Jimmy Butler, bam, at a bio. Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson hit five threes in the Nets game, etc. And it's like, yeah, Hero was back for that game too. And it's like, all right, is he going to be all right? Is he going to stick around? And no one's talking about him. They're fucking incredible. They're 37 and 20. They're on top of the East. Yeah, I think it was a good weekend. The Jazz! They got their mojo back a little bit. They smashed the Magic and the Rockets. Good time for them to get an easy little bit of a stretch of the schedule. The Bulls, same vibe. They lose Zachy Cakes Adam Levine with his weird knee soreness, but they just look awesome because DeMar DeRozan decided to be the best player in the NBA. Uh, checks out. <laughs> Always handy. Whenever you're being like thrown into like weird stat things where it's like, only Wilt Chamberlain or only blah, 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 Michael Jordan. It's like, fucking hell, he's playing great. Uh, the Grizzlies, big win on the road in Charlotte for them. The Suns are the best team in the NBA. They're weekend winners as well. They're 46 and 10. They're rolling. So I just talked about the uh, the Heat. And it's like, oh, nah, man, they're fucking sickos, eh, man? Nah, seriously. It's like, oh, they're 37 and 20. They've got 10 more losses than the Suns. That is nuts. Anyway, uh, the Grizz are actually really rolling too, BT Dubs. They're 40 and 18. Uh, five on the trot for them. Everything's looking good in the West, I'm just saying. Uh, and then finally, Tyreek Evans. Weekend winner. Look, hopefully he gets back in the NBA. Hopefully he's looking good. Hopefully he's feeling good. Hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully he uh, can rekindle his NBA career. All right, weekend losers. We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut, Shut up. up. Loser. Losers. Weekend losers, the Knicks. Oh, God. That loss to Portland was like, is this the low point of the season? In a season full of them. Is this actually the lowest of the low? Aha! No. Because we're going to lose to a shorthanded Oklahoma City at home in overtime after being up pretty big late. I mean, what do you even do? It's like Fournier shit the bet against Portland. Uh... Randall's actually been pretty good, so you can't just sort of lay all the blame at his feet. It's just brutal. You're like, okay, so are they just real bad? And that might be essentially where we're at now. But, God, tough scenes there for Knicks fans. And I'll tell you what, oh, you hate to see it. <coughs> yeah, really, just hate to see it. Nah, I can't fuck it. Oh, nah. It is hilarious, the Knicks, after all the swagger from last year. It is uh, looking pretty fucking dire, I'll tell you that much. Because I think the big difference, obviously, without D-Rose, 
They expected probably uh, Emmanuel quickly to stand, uh, step up a little bit. And of late, he just, the consistency is not even remotely there. And it's like they're sort of slew of, you know, vets, whatever. Like Fournier wasn't batting against the Thunder today. Like Randall had 30, 13, and 10. He had a triple-double of his own. But it's like Burks and, you know, Cam Reddish, these just dudes are not doing, Kemba Walker just doing nothing. Just out there getting cardio. It's just brutal. And the Knicks, I don't know, man. How do you fix it? Can you fix it? I don't think so. Uh, Portland. Uh, but Jimmy, bro, they've won a bunch of games of late. Yeah. Dig up, stupid. You're meant to be tanking. <laughs> what are you doing? I love Portland. They're 24 and 34. They've won three on the trot. They're 3-0 and in the Joe Ingles era, which I think is amazing. So they've just ripped off wins against the Lakers, the Knicks, and the Bucks. That's insane. It's absolutely insane. It makes zero sense. But at the same time, like, I think the cool part is for the Blazers, like, the West is so compacted that they can just sort of, like, go on, like, a losing streak for a couple of weeks and they'll be basically in the four or five spot in the lottery. (laughs) So as long as they sort of, like, yeah, maybe around six, right? Yeah, because, like, in the East, you've still got the Knicks and the Wiz just ahead of them. And below them in the West, you got the Pals, the Spurs, and the Kings are all going to try to get ahead of them. So they'll be all right, but three wins that you didn't need to have. You would have been fucking laughing for the rest of the season if you just let those go. But anyway, good wins. You now get to see Anthony Simons go absolutely hammer and tongs, and I love that. The Hawks! feel like they just pulled it together. They beat the Suns, and they dropped four of their last five. They lose to the Raps, the Mavs, the Spurs, and the Celtics. And those are the exact same teams that the Hawks should not be losing to. Like those... Uh, mid-rung to half-decent uh, teams. John Collins is out till after the All-Star break. They need a lot more from Kevin fucking Hunter. And Hunter, uh, DeAndre Hunter, they just can't quite get enough. And, like, Trey's been playing out of his skin all year. And it's because, like, the rest of the dudes on this team just aren't really helping. It's just, like, you know, lone gunman kind of vibes. It's tough. Anyway, the Hornets, they beat the Pistons, and they got stomped by the Grizzlies. It was a tough weekend there. Uh, the Lakers. This is an easy one. The Lakers stink! I mean, that loss to Golden State was a kick in the nuts. LeBron getting fouled on that three with, what, three seconds left or whatever it was, and then missing the first one. Seriously, one of the best ball-don't-lie things you'll ever see. But that's three straight losses, and you've got Jenny Busnia going, oh, no, man, like, uh, basically... Magic Johnson's still basically working for us. He doesn't have that official designation, but in terms of his support, his wisdom, his insight, I freely call on him as needed. So that didn't work out great last time, Jeannie. Uh, So now if your brain's trust for the Lakers involves Magic Johnson, uh, Kurt Rambis, (laughs) and whatever LeBron fucking wants to do. Like, uh, best of luck with that, Lakers fans. The Lakers stink! LeBron James, weekend loser. He had a lot of fun at the Super Bowl. I enjoyed that. But his Super Bowl commercial, it's like, hey, what's up, young LeBron? Uh, Turned him instantly into a meme, which might be some galaxy brain shit of him going, nah, nah, nah. How can I get even more famous? Uh, I'll replace my JR, what the fuck JR meme, with me talking to younger LeBron, and we'll just be able to shit on Russell Westbrook uh, (laughs) for years and years and years to come. And that'll be funny. So maybe LeBron did that on purpose. He's like, no, I'm going to basically reposition myself in pop culture in terms of memes with this great one of me uh, giving younger me advice of never pick up the phone with Russell Russell Westbrook calls, you know. Uh, Don't pass the ball to JR. Take a timeout after George Hill's uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> First free throw. Uh, Enos free agent. That's a tough look for him. Uh, I'm sure he'll position that as, oh, well, look. Hey, man, I came out and talked about, like, you know, Turkey and all that sort of stuff, and now I've been blackballed. It's like, no, nah, you just not might not be that good at basketball, Enos. I'm saying. Because uh, it's tricky. I think there's a couple of teams out there that could use another big man, but I think you look at the Celtics all year, and they've just barely played him because he's not been playable. So, anyway. Uh, and the final loser, the Kings. The Kings today against the... <laughs> Nets was just hilarious. So this is a Kings team that basically go, goes all in. So we're going to try to make the playoffs, man. And they got beaten by Seth the shit one, Curry. They got beaten by a team starting Andre Drummond. Like, it wasn't bad, to be honest, but gee, he had 5,000. He's like 23 or 4 minutes or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, the Kings are just still a mess. Let's just be honest. Like, the Suvlaki King, he gives it his all, but in a game like that, he just got torched. They had four starters who didn't get the double figures. Darren Fox was the only, like, bright light. And, yeah, rough stones, rough stones. All right, tell you what, we've got some good ones, though. Let's do an NBA Australia Pro Performance of the Weekend. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, uh, I mentioned the DeJunte Murray game for the Spurs against Atlanta. In Atlanta, it drops 32, 10, and 15. He is an absolute fucking savage. I love DeJunte Murray. Uh, Embiid is a monster. 40, 14, and 10 against the Cavs. That was huge, and it felt very much like Joel Embiid going, ah, these guys reckon they're contenders. Fuck them. <laughs> that was pretty good. Enjoyed that. And uh, Luca. So he had 51 in the first Clips game last week, and then 45 on the weekend. 45, 15, and 8. But cops the L because the rest of the team decided not to show up in the second game. Clay Thompson had 16 points in the fourth quarter when he had that 33 against the Lakers. It was vintage Clay. I loved every second of it. But this weekend, there can only be one. It's like Highlander. There can only be one. DeMarta Rosen. What a weekend. 35, 6, and 6. 38, 6, and 5. And then 40 and 7. It was just a weekend where you're like, what is, like, they needed every, like, point that he could give them. Because uh, basically they're out there going, well, we've got Vooch. That's cool. Uh, but we've had to start Kobe White. We've had to start Eodasunmu because we don't have um, the Caruso. We don't have Levine. We don't have Lonzo. This stinks. And, like, our backups now... Like, we're really testing our depth, man. Like, we've got Troy Brown Jr. and uh, Derek Jones Jr., all the other juniors. It's pretty tough, but DeMar's just keeping them, uh, like, afloat. And when I say afloat, I mean he's kicking ass and taking names. And they won all of those games. So against Minnesota, he shot 14-22 at 35-6-6. Against OKC, he had 38-6-5. He shot 12-24. I'm no math magician, but 14-22, 12-24. And then today, 16-24... For his 40 points, 3 rebounds, 7 assists. That's pretty bloody good! <laughs> Holy shit! His entire... Ra- I'm going to get to it again later, because guess what? He's going to pop up again later. Because he's absolutely kicking ass and taking names. He's taken two threes in that time as well. Missed both of them. The wildest part is, he's got 35 points while shooting 50% from the floor in each of his last six games. That ties Wilt Chamberlain for the longest streak in NBA history. Un. Believable. 35 points shooting 50% from the field. And, like, it's DeMar DeRozan. That is awesome. He's been shredding. He's just ripped off 28, 31, 45, 38, 36, 35, 38, 40. Unreal. So there you go. 
I think Tamar's uh, weekend might have been better than yours. <laughs> spud of the night, though. Spud, 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 Spud of the night. Ah, uh, we've got a few spuds. Oh, geez. It was a big spud weekend. 2 of 12 for Borian Bogdanovich. 1 of 8 from downtown. Uh, the Yaz, though, looked it. Took care of the magic, but still, thanks for nothing, Borian. Ty Jerome goes 0 of 7 and 0 of 5 from downtown. Uh, not great. <laughs> and then backs it up, I think, with 1 of 6 and 0 of 3. Ty Jerome. Mate, what is going on? Yeah, 0 of 7 against Philly. And then he goes 1 of 6 against Chicago. Ty, what are you doing, mate? Uh, and I mentioned him earlier. Emmanuel quickly, 0 of 7 in that loss to OKC, 0 of 5 from downtown. And then 1 of 6 against Portland and 0 of 3 from 3. That is a brutal weekend for Emmanuel quickly. Uh, Troy Brown Jr. went 0 of 9 for the Bulls, which was hilarious. Because, uh, look, good on him for continuing to shoot. But when you're going, ah, it doesn't matter, man. I'm going to go 0 of 9. He started. He played 28 minutes and went 0 of 9, including 0 of 5 from downtown. Troy Brown Jr. Uh, look, at least the Bulls still won that, but it was despite him, not because of him. Jalen Brown went 4 of 17 for the Celtics. Um, look, this is what I sort of talk about when it comes down to the idea of like Boston and how they are rolling and how it doesn't really feel like Tatum and, uh, Tatum and Brown are really clicking at the same time because... It seems like every time that one of them has a good game, the other struggles or can't, you know, quite get it going. And, like, yeah, for Jalen Brown to go 4 of 17 against the Nuggets the other day, it was pretty bad. He went 0 of 6 from 3. And then, of course, they had, like, that game against Atlanta. And, again, he went 6 of 16. It's just, meanwhile, Tatum's off scoring 38. <laughs> so that's, it's just kind of worrisome if you're a Celtics fan. So we're kind of papering over the top of this at the moment. Uh, I think it was Devontae Graham went 0 of 6 and 0 of 4 from downtown in that loss to the Spurs for the Pals. Uh, Shake Milton in his return came back against the Cavs. 1 of 9. Brutal. Miles Bridges, 2 of 13. Miles Bridges. That's uh, not exactly most improved player vibes, is it? It's a tough one. Knew he was going to fall off. Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, though, continues apace. I love it. Uh, but Miles Bridges... I think that was in the Grizzlies game. I can't really remember. Yeah, 2 of 13. That's right. Eight points. Jesus. Uh, Book night. Marcus Smart. Patty Thrills. Trey Mann. What did they all do? What did they all do on the weekend? Woo! Yeah! Get it! 3-11, baby! Book night, smart, Patty, Trey. Oh, you love to see that. Uh, 2 of 15, I mentioned that for Gary Terrence, Trent Darby Jr. That's, I mean, it's not why the Raptors got smashed, but it didn't help. And 1 of 13 for Evan, don't Google me, Fournier against Portland in just an absolute pants-shitting of the highest, highest caliber. Uh, 1 of 10 from downtown as well in that one for Fournier. Uh, so lots of spuds all the weekend. You love to see it. Uh, who's old mate no mates, though? Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Uh, we'll <laughs> mentioned that one about Joker. So missing those two free throws that would have salted that Raptors game away. And then misses both of them. Fred Van Vliet launches a three that just goes a hint long 
OG Ananobi's under the bucket, gets the rebound back. Joker comes flying in and saves the day, saves the game, and saves his own ass with a sick block. Like, it was gnarly. He just erased it. Uh, but the old mate, no mates, is very clearly Ben Simmons in Philly. Uh, you just look at all this sort of online discourse about it at the moment, you're like, that fucking sucks. I mean, it was never going to be a an amicable divorce, you know? It was always going to be fucky, shitty, because the behavior on both sides is always a bit fucky and a bit shitty. But, yeah, anytime it's like, oh, it looks like his mental health is fine now. It's like, all oh, right, we get it. You don't like that he... Uh, that he spurned you and he acted like a fucking sook. We all get it. Anyway, uh, pantsing of the night. Fatty, fat, 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 fatty, fatty, fat, fat. Fatty, fatty, fat, fat. Uh, pantsing of the night. DeMar DeRozan on his own t- on his old team absolutely fucking yammed on Jakob Pertl. Teenage mutant Jakob Pertl needed probably like nunchucks to stop DeMar from getting him then. And even then, I don't know if it would have helped. Uh, the Knicks, I mean, that was just like a couple of pantsings, like back-to-back pantsings. They shit the bed in the fourth quarter against Portland and then do the exact same thing again against OKC. That was chaos. What a horrible, horrible weekend for the Knicks. They're 25 and 33. Eight games under 500. That is incredible. Uh, but this one's got to be Joel Embiid on Jared Allen on Saturday. Like, holy fuck, that was nice. Like, he misses the free throw, Joel. George Niang kicks it back out, though, gets the rebound. Embiid just sort of rumbles down through the paint and then fucking detonated on Jared Allen. And I loved it. And he was asked about it later. He's like, yeah, it's up there. Like if he's, uh, if he was, uh, I think he was asked to rank it. And he's like, yeah, it's right up there. I've always dreamed about watching Blake Griffin throw the ball into the rim without even touching the rim. Back in the day, the Lob City, I always thought that was extremely exciting. You know, I've always wished that I could do it. But obviously they jump way higher than me. So I saw the video and it was crazy. It was cool that I was finally able to make my dreams come true. <laughs> oh, Jolly B, that is funny as shit. And God, it was a vicious dunk. So, yeah, enjoyed that one. Uh, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you'll get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, I just want to mention Bones Highland. He the, uh, in that Raptors game, he had the go-ahead three that was absolutely bang on. And they don't win that game without him. Like It's not like he was uh, out there smashing it all game or whatever, but uh, came up big. Exactly when it mattered, and in a game that they won by one point, like that was really good. Uh, so he ended up with like 11 4 and 4 in that one. Uh, but there's a couple of other good ones from Better Than Lonzo Ball from the weekend because we do have Anthony Penny Simon, as mentioned, 35 and 8 against the Knicks, backs it up with 31 and 6. I said it last week, fuck it, you should have traded Dame, just build around Penny Simons, and a, Anthony Penny Simon, like, oh my god, he is awesome. That dude can do everything. Anthony Penny Simons today goes 12 of 24 from the floor, 7 of 16 from 3, 6 assists, 31 points. Like, is it weird to think that he's like 22 and he might be already better than CJ McCollum? <laughs> like, I love me some CJ, but jeez, that is remarkable. This is came this came after the game where he played the Knicks, where he went 6 of 12 from 3, he went 11 of 23 from the floor. He had 29 against the Lakers in that win as well. He went 5 of 11 from 3. Anthony, Penny, Simons, 29, 30, 31. He's getting incrementally better each game. (laughs) And I love it. Easily better than Lonzo Ball. And, of course, Josh Giddey. Josh Giddey became the first rookie since Luka Doncic out of uh, back-to-back triple-doubles. He's the fourth player to ever get a triple-double in their first game 
against the Knicks in MSG. Fourth player ever in the first game there. Became the seventh rookie in NBA history to have back-to-back triple dubs. He became the first since uh, Luca, obviously. So that's pretty gnarly. That is awesome. Like, holy shit. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, he joins Luca and Simo to become like one of three rookies in the last 20 years to have uh, three or more triple doubles. 27, 10, sorry, 27, 11, and 12 today. Backing up his J-Kid triple double. Guess what? Josh Giddy, pick number six, better than Lonzo Ball. Finally, dickhead of the weekend. Dickhead of the week. Ah, oh, could it be fucking QAnon Iverson, Kyrie Irving, NBA Kanye? What a fucking shitbird. Uh, you said guilt about what? Don't bring your personal emotions in here, man. Come on now. Come on now, puppeteers. We're back here. Play your media games with someone else, bro. Ah, Kyrie, I think it's a fair question. Hey, do you feel guilt about fucking over your team all season because you're a fuckhead? Hey, man, you're the puppeteers. No guilt that I feel. I'm the only player that has to deal with this in New York because I play there. If I was anywhere else, then it probably wouldn't be the same circumstances. No! There's a reason why you're the only player that has to deal with this in New York. Because you're a fucking idiot! Jesus, Kyrie! What a fuck! No, man, you guys are all the puppeteers, man. It's a bit fucked. You're all fucked and you're spinning this. It's like, just get vaccinated and you can play, you fucking moron. Jesus, do you feel guilty? Nah, because I'm a fuckhead. Done. Right, you know, right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. 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 Let's do some Yanaz. They're brought to the <laughs> brought to you by thedailyliquor.com. See, I've tried to stave off like just feeling like shit all day with like a crap ton of coffee. Yeah, now I just can't concentrate. But anyway, uh, they're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, tell you what, it's warm. Good booze and weather. I don't know if I want to look at a beer until tomorrow. Uh, but either way, don't go to the bottle and stand in line like an idiot. Bring the bottle to you with thedailyliquor.com. Get it delivered all to your door. Beers, wines, cocktails, everything you need. And they'll drop it off Rona free and with a free six-pack. That's right, a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA on your mate, Jimmy, if you check out with the code STRAYER. How good is that? Free six of the Dos Blocos XPA. That is a drinkable, drinkable beer. So go check out thedailyliquor.com right now. It's for the Melbourne metro area. Same-day delivery if you order before noon. So sort out this week's, you know, knockoffs and all that sort of junk. Set out your weekend. Boom, away you go. And uh, thank me later when you're drinking a free six-up. TheDailyLicker.com, bang in the code, Straya. Right, yeah, Nas, Giddy, is he making a run at Rookie of the Year? Yeah, nah. I'll tell you what, I don't actually mind it at the moment uh, because he's kind of leaving it to the exact right time. Because, like, the shine, uh, we've got Matty Owers, like, you know, Rookie of the Year, come on, that's like a pretty good half, yeah, nah, I'd say. But in terms of it, like, is he making it a bit of a run? Yeah, because like without Shiretta Gilgis Alexander there in OKC, you'll see this a little bit more, right? Like um, we've seen Mark Dugano, the coach for the Thunder, limit his minutes a fair amount throughout the season. 
maybe the rookie world doesn't smash him so much because they haven't had to play him a fuck ton early on in the season. They've been able to sort of spread it out amongst all their young dudes. He's got a bit of work to do, I think, to get right up there into the top three with Mobley and I'd say Scotty Barnes at this point. But anyone who thinks that Kate Cunningham's having a better season than Giddy so far is fucking high. Uh, same goes for Franz Wagner. Hello. And I just kind of think that Giddy's like right there and has a pretty good shot now. If the rest of the season sort of goes the way where SGA, maybe they rest him a little bit more and they don't want to like, you know, Giddy, SGA, they're like, you know, two centerpieces of this franchise. So they don't want to overtax either of them. But if like Giddy puts up a few more performances like this, starts feeling himself, makes some more highlight reels, like, and the Thunder sneak a win here and there, like, he should easily finish above Kate Cunningham and Franz Wagner, at least. Uh, but Scotty B, Evan Mobley, they do have like a bit of a lead, but it's not as big as you might think. So I think the run's there to be made, essentially. And probably worth a look at those odds. Just saying. Uh, next up, is LeBron glomming onto the rest of the LA glory when he wants to be jumping onto this Lakers parade? Yeah, nah. He, like, nah, for one reason. It was like, well, the Lakers never got their parade, right, for the bubble title. But it feels very glommy <laughs> because I don't think the Dodgers got a parade either. And it's like, well, the Rams have won as well, so we should all have a parade together. It's like, motherfucker, your parade should have happened like two years ago. Settle down. And the Dodgers, that was like, fucking what? It feels a bit glommy. I will say that. Do I think it's a pretty cool idea, though? Yeah, nah. Kind of. I kind of like the idea of having like, oh, it just sort of rams home the point. Rams. <laughs> uh, rams home the point that, yeah, we've won three titles in like the last four years. That's fucking sick across three different sports. Um, so, yeah, get us in, getting some Dodgers in there, getting some Lakers, getting some Rams love. It feels pretty glommy, though, like for the Lakers, I guess. Uh, but at the same time, I think it would be kind of neat uh, to see – you know, all of the sort of different athletes and how they'd sort of split it up. I reckon it'd be kind of fun. What do you reckon? You know? <laughs> Maybe not. Fucking, I don't know. Uh, but the Dodgers, like, they won it in 2020. And, yeah, because I think they lost, didn't they? Yeah, they lost the Sox in 18. Yeah. Because uh, that was the year I came back and I was watching that. And anyway, um, yeah, Dodgers. So win it in 2020. Lakers win theirs in the bubble. And they got the Rams this year. Ah, fuck it. May as well. <laughs> Last one. Had a couple of days to reflect on this. Are the Nets and Sixers both going to be happy with that trade that they made? Yeah, nah. I think yeah, right? Like, I think the Sixers are just going to love the simple fact that they've got somebody who can handle the ball and shoot, and it's not Tyrese Maxey, like a second year dude, who's just like, like figuring this all out on the fly. You've actually got like a veteran who can handle the ball and shoot, and he's happy to score. And we'll take a little bit of the load off of Joel Embiid, I think, on offense. Run him some pick and rolls. See what happens there. Could be awesome for both of them. Maybe that frees up Embiid to be a little bit more uh, active on D. But it's kind of great. And then flip side, like, I think the Nets might also already be pretty fucking happy with it because Seth Curry's awesome. and He's exactly what they need. Like, Harden's going to change the face of Philly alongside Embiid. It's going to be, like, pretty different, but it's awesome. I'd be worried about the defense, though, from Harden, I'd say, because you're taking away Simmons, a point-of-attack sort of guard. Uh, 
defender who can sort of slow down dudes, and Seth Curry's not bad as well. Like Harden, bit of a shit show, but. And I mean, if if and when Simmons plays, I talked about this earlier. Like surrounding him with three point shooters, it could be fucking off the chain. He's going to get the Nets some wildly easy buckets, regardless, right? In transition, he and KD. Like, how do you fucking stop that? And then you got him in the half court, Kyrie, KD. Nah. Either way, I think it's a total win win. And it's one of those rare times you go, yeah. I think both teams are happy to see the back of the dude leaving, and they're happy as shit with what they got in return. That barely ever happens. So that's awesome. I'm popular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, it feels a bit weird. So I'm talking about Miami, right? Like, it's fucked how Miami are getting absolutely zero shine. Like, they're dominant. They've been awesome. They, Boston, Toronto. Like, the East is sort of separating itself a little bit in some instances. Like, Philly and Milwaukee as well uh, have been sneaky good. And obviously, Chicago, like, with all the injuries, they're still right there. They're in the two spot. The thing is, if you're any team in the East... Like, how hard are you going to be, like, going hammer and tongs right now rather than maybe resting a dude? Like, maybe Adam... Zucky uh, <laughs> Cakes, Adam Levine. Like, resting him doesn't really matter that much right now because it's going to be that much of a fucking, like, bloodbath in the East playoffs that if you get, like, home court in the first round, like, that might... You'll be maybe happy with that, right? So if you get a top four seed. Because, shit, like... That's why maybe you're probably seeing the Bucks going, yeah, we're not going to fucking risk Giannis's ankle right now. Like, sure, we'll lose to Portland now, but in the long run, like, if we're a 2-3 seed, it's not really going to matter that much more. Uh, and that's probably fine. Like, it's probably fine. They'll all be good. But I kind of love that it's, like, so tight, so weird. And normally you'd be like, well, you can't, like, sleep on any game. But at the same time, like, everybody's kind of dealing with all of these same things. There's only, like, basically four games splitting the top six. So, whew, it's pretty gnarly. And basically, I think the unpopular opinion of the day is that Miami should be getting way more shine than they are. They are a fucking juggernaut kind of in waiting. Really good point differential, really good defense. (sighs) Pretty good home team. Like, I mean, shit, what more do you want? And it's fucking weird, right? Like, just because LeBron's not there. Like, they were, like, a just marquee destination. And now it's, like, because it's Jimmy Butler, fucking, it's not as fancy. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, Outback Take Us. Let's do that one. Oh, jeez. It's Tuesday at Outback. You know what that means? Oh, yeah. On the way home last night, I punched a goanna in the back of the head. Now good on a spit. So there you go. Spit a goanna. That's your flame grilled take for today. And today's other flame grilled take is Adam Silver only let the Sixers Nets trade go through if both teams promise to sit Harden and Simmons until after the All Star break. Basically, Adam Silver said, I'll let this fucking happen as long as you sit those two fuckwits until after the All Star. So no one's talking about them faking injuries or dealing with mental health issues over All Star. Only at Outback. I did find it. Like, so watching the Philly Cavs game on the weekend and, like, the other Philly stuff that they would do, like, was it? Uh, Who the fuck they played? I can't remember. They should have been on weekend winners more because they looked really good in that Thunder and then the Cavs game. Uh, <laughs> but the Nets, sort of, yeah, cool. Ben Simmons is there and then you see the instant deluge. I'm like, oh, he's pretty fine now. I'm back to health. And if Harden had sort of just rolled in, it's like, oh, he was faking his hammy. To get out of Brooklyn, what a prick. So Adam Silver's like swanned in over the top, like, nah, look, 
If this happens, neither of those two fucking idiots are playing until after All-Star. So that's not a fucking problem. All right? I basically assume that happened. <laughs> All right, Australian play watch right after this. This is Nick K, and you'll listen to NBA Australia. All right. Australian Player Watch. It's good to have Patty and Benny Simmons in my uh, same spot in the Australian Player Watch. Ben Simmons is out still, reconditioning, according to the uh, the injury list. Uh, but Patty Mills in that loss to Miami, he had nine points, two rebounds, two assists, and a steal. He shot 311. Oh, and then in the loss to Sacramento, he had eight points, two rebounds, three assists, and he shot. Three eleven and two of seven from downtown. Uh, he went three nine from downtown against Miami as well. It's just like yeah, Patty uh, doesn't have the ball as much in his hands when you see them like on the road, and then against Sacramento, you're like, oh, you should probably be running more stuff through Patty. Uh, but then, yeah, Seth Curry got hot and hot and hot, and off they went. So there you go. Aussie Matty T for the Sixers in the win over OKC. He had 10 points. He was bloody good. He had three rebounds and three steals. That is awesome. The best was yet to come. Uh, he shot four of seven from the floor. Oh, two from downtown. In the win over Cleveland, uh, six points, two rebounds, three assists, one block, and six steals. Six! Unreal. Three of five. So six points, six steals. What a bloody game. Uh, it was a big part of that sort of vibe as well. It's like, yeah, we don't want to trade Matisse because we still need someone who's going to play defense on this team. It was awesome. Uh, so three of five from the floor for his six points. Oh, one from downtown. Josh Green. Who's Josh Green? 20 minutes against uh, the Clippers in that loss uh, where they had to come back. Uh, he went one of seven. Did Josh Green. That was a tough one. Two points, three rebounds. Oh, of two from downtown. Uh, Josh Giddy in the loss to Philly. I mentioned this one earlier. I got him twisted with the Chicago Philly. Uh, 9.7 rebounds, 5 assists. He shot 2 of 7. 1 or 2 from 3. And then boom, back-to-back triple-doubles. And the loss to Chicago, he had 11, 12, and 10. Is that right? Fuck, I thought it was 10, 10, and 12. Well, anyway, uh, 11 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. Second triple-double of his career. 4 of 10 from the floor. 1 or 2 from downtown. And then boom. Sets a new career high in points over the Knicks. 28 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists. He shot, what, 11 of 22 from the floor. Three of four from downtown. And even, he missed a couple of free throws there that I'm like, oh, God, but then backed it up and hit his last two as well. So he went three of six from the uh, free throw line. He did have seven turnovers, but, I mean, he's the only one out there at times who can handle the fucking rock for the Thunder. So you get that on the big jobs. But 28, 11, and 12, a career high for Giddy. You love to see it. And rock him, suck him, block him, Jack, jock him, Landale. Uh, and the win over Atlanta for the Spurs, he played four minutes. He had two points. And uh, one or two from the floor. Oh, one from three. And then over the Pelicans, he had 10 points. 10 points. Two rebounds, one assist. He went four of 10 from the floor. One of four from downtown. Did his damage in not much time. You love to see that. And uh, Copter did not play coach's decision against Chicago today. Love it. Good weekend for the Aussies. It'd be nice to see uh, Patty sort of get a bit more consistent, uh, sort of filling it up scoring-wise games. But, you know. It happens to all of us. Uh, the Andrew Gaze Grand Mumber Award for the Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Let's do that, shall we? It's the first Andrew Gaze Grey Mumber. Outstanding Achievement in 
Uh, clap it up. Clap it up. I said clap! Uh, DeMar Rosen. Andrew Gay is Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. DeMar DeRozan out there looking like a uh, Chicago Bull version of Andrew Gay's. Look, I thought about having Luca in here as well because Luca over his last 12 games, he's averaged 32.4 points, 9.6 rebounds, 9.9 assists. He shot almost 49% from the floor, 41% from three. But DeMar, like, in February, he's averaged over 36 points, <laughs> six rebounds, and... Uh, I think almost six assists, and he shot almost 57% from the floor. And today he drops 40 points, three rebounds, seven assists, shot 16 and 24, and 19 points in that fourth quarter. Boy fucking howdy, were idiots like me going, oh, gee, I don't know about Chicago signing DeMar. Turns out he's only the best player in the NBA. Last six games, 40 points, 38 points, 35 points, 36 points, 38 points, 45 points! It's the longest streak of 35-point-plus games on 50% shooting in Bulls history, obviously, because uh, MJ never did it, and only Wilt Chamberlain has ever equaled uh, the 35-plus point on the over 50% shooting as well. So, DeMar DeRozan is just absolutely fucking excellent across the board at the moment, and uh, you kind of love to see it. Uh, so, tomorrow we'll do a Shane Hill shooter shooting and a uh, great moment in NBA Australia stat history as well. But uh, let's do the Patty Mills Game Day Bull or Game Day Twitter check-in. Enjoy this one from Josh Giddy today. I love the garden. <laughs> Some grimacing, smiling emoji. Loved it. Because he just went into the garden and kicked the fuck out of him. Uh, but there's a couple of great ones about Joe Ingles. Uh, you know, Joe Ingles, the Blazers are 3-0 in the Joe Ingles era. Uh, but Jingles is out there just having a bit of fun on Twitter at the moment because he's rehabbing a knee. So let's see what Jingles has to say, there's the great one about there's uh, kids who were crying when they found it, that uh, Joe Ingalls being traded. Uh, it was the same family that did the little Joe Ingalls doll, the knitted doll, and uh, put a sort of wrap around his knee and then he got traded. And there's like video from uh, the mum telling the kids and they're in fucking tears. <laughs> like it sucks. And Jingles retweeted that uh, yesterday saying, appreciate the love. Uh, kind of like grimacing emoji, big love heart emoji. And there was another one, Magical Lucy. Uh, Hi, I'm autistic and my name is Lucy. I've been feeling like I don't matter and this world isn't made for people like me. My wish for Valentine's Day is to get as many happy Valentine's Day replies as I can so we can show the world that autistic people deserve love too. Love heart emoji. Jingles retweets that saying, Happy Valentine's Day, Magical Lucy 89. You do matter. You are loved. Jingles, what a fucking legend. And then uh, the coffee emojis. Blazers win, Blazers win. And Jingles just retweets that. Coffee emoji, coffee emoji, coffee emoji. Uh, is it because they're three? No, that's three coffees? Maybe. Let's find out. All right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Oh, thanks, Inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How was the weekend? Oh, the Super Bowl was awesome. We had an absolute awesome time with the Catfish. Always a great time there. Always a great, great crew hanging out, smashing tins all day. Uh, and yeah, as mentioned, like Pub Creek was fucking amazing on Sunday. Got our, you know, fourth win of the season. First ever winning season we've ever had in, I think, 13 years, I want to say. That's gnarly. So yeah, a few tins were knocked back that day. Uh, but it was all good. Uh, big weekend. So 19 of 29 we won on our picks this year, uh, this weekend, which is massive. Um, 
obviously three days of head-to-heads though, so that probably skews it a little bit. But look, if you're still picking winners, baby, it's all good. Uh, so 19, so that puts us at 493 of 850. Oh, that's easy. So 493 out of 850 picks so far for the season. Uh, tomorrow, we have Cleveland. Uh, one and a half point favorites against Atlanta. Cleveland are playing better than Atlanta at the moment. On the road, uh, with the size that Cleveland have, I like them a lot over Atlanta. So I'm going to take the Cavs easy. Dallas go to Miami. A 2006-2011 finals rematch. The Mavs are two and a half point underdogs. I just think Miami are too good. I'm taking the heat. Minus two and a half at home. Uh, their defense. Heroes back. Robinson's hitting some threes. Give me the heat. Minus two and a half. Especially with Bam in the middle. Who knows what could happen. Boston. They go to Philly. This is a great matchup. Philly. A half point underdogs at home against the Celtics. I think I'm without Harden, obviously. I just kind of think I'll like the Celtics a little bit. Like Embiid might smash Time Lord, average Al, but just on the wings, like Tatum and Brown might just be a little bit too much for Philly at the moment. So give me the uh, half point for Boston. Indy, they go to Milwaukee. Milwaukee on a back-to-back. The Pacers are 11.5-point underdogs on the road in Milwaukee. I'm going to take the Pacers. Milwaukee, if Giannis isn't playing, uh, they can probably win this one pretty handily, but Indy will keep it. Within 11.5 points, I'll take the points. Minnesota hosts Charlotte Ant-Man versus LaMelo. The uh, one and two picks. Wait, no. He wasn't the two pick. He was the number three pick. <laughs> Sucked in, Warriors fans. Ant-Man versus LaMelo. The Wolves are six and a half point favorites against the Hornets. I'm going to take the Wolves. Um, up and down of late, but that you know they always are. Whereas Charlotte have just got too many injuries without Gordy, etc. So I'll take the Wolves. Minus six and a half. Uh, Memphis, three and a half point favorites in New Orleans. The Grizzlies are rolling. This is a bit of a Stephen Adams, my name is Jonas Valanciunas revenge game. Uh, I think I'll take the Memphis Grizzlies. I think they're just better at the moment. The Pals have been really good of late. They've got CJ. But I think Memphis can handle them. Uh, and finally, Clippers at Phoenix. Phoenix, 12 and a half point favorites at home against the Clippers. Clippers on a back-to-back. I'm going to have to go Phoenix. I don't feel good about it. It's a lot of points, but the Clippers, look, Big win against the Warriors today. I think Phoenix, Phoenix towel them tomorrow. So there you go. And that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll probably have a late show, late-ish show tomorrow as well. Uh, I've got the squid all day, obviously. So uh, we're going to do an NFL show too. So in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey IGs. Let you know when the shows are up. And uh, check out this week's NFL Australia. That'll be recorded tomorrow night. Gaz and I and chopping up about the Super Bowl. Should be fun. Check out World Wrestling Australia with Adam over on YouTube. Always a great time there, too. Check out FWCIE on Twitter for his stuff, too. NBAAustralia.com. Get your merch. Get your merch. Got some hoodies. Got some T-shirts. Got to send out a stubby holder. (laughs) Sorry, Paul. Uh, Check us a rating review on your podcast app, however you listen to this uh, this show. Just rate and review it, would you? Manscaped.com. Use the code Australia. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Look after your junk. No one else will. TheDailyLiquor.com. Use the code STRAY. Get a free six-pack on your mate Jimmy. Be over 18. Be in Melbourne. Off you go. Drink responsibly. Knowable. Download the Knowable app. Bang in the code STRAYER. You'll get 20% off getting smarter as well. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band House Hats. And also big thanks go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Apple Music, however you listen to your tunes, whatever. Support Australian bands, that's what we do. NBA Australia supports Australian bands. Right, we'll close out today's show with a really, really quick uh, Giddily Positive review for Giddily Positive people with uh, Josh Giddy. 
<laughs> and that'll be fun. He's going to talk about the Super Bowl. All right, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosanna. Josh Giddy here, popping by for a giddily positive review for giddily positive people with Josh Giddy. And yeah, I'm Josh Giddy. And yeah, it's been a pretty crazy weekend. I've just gone back to back, triple doubles and stuff. But look, it's not what that's about. I don't really care about numbers. I just care about team and getting wins for the fellas and stuff. And look, that's what I'm all about. Team first, team first. Come on. Yeah, let's get some wins. So it was really fun. I'll tell you what, I really love the garden though. Coming into MSG and putting up a really good sort of night and having a bit of fun with the boys and getting a win. Look, that's what it's all matters and oh, it's just great. Uh, but the cool thing was we also got to watch the Super Bowl and it was so much fun. It's like I've always had to watch the Super Bowl from like back in Australia and so like all the pomp and circumstance this time it was just like, this is great. And the game itself, I'm like, yeah, go Cincinnati because I'm like, Joey Burrows is pretty cool. And then I'm like, oh, wait, the Rams, oh, they're pretty terrifying. Look at that Aaron Donald guy. Wow. And, like, Dad's there telling me what's going on. And I'm, like, hanging out with some of the guys from our team. And we're all getting, I don't know, just don't tell anybody because I'm only 19 and the drinking age is 21. I may have snuck a couple of beers, a couple of sips out of Dad's, etc. But either way, my favorite thing about the Super Bowl, though, was, like, yeah, good game and all. Came down to the wire. But first time in America, I got to watch all the ads. There was like Moon Knight and Doritos and like heaps and heaps of ads for cars and crypto. And Matt Damon had a mustache. Arnie was Zeus. Yeah, I don't know. But my favorite was probably the Dr. Evil one from like, you know, Austin Powers. How funny is Austin Powers? Everybody loves Austin Powers. Scott and Baby Me. And then there was that funny one with Larry David trying to get you to buy crypto because he was wrong all the way through history and stuff. That was pretty funny because it's Larry David. He's always funny and weird. And Dolly Parton and trying to, like, I don't know, save phones, I think, with Miley Cyrus. There was something about avocados from Mexico and Caesar. I I don't know, man. But I think the funniest one I saw was, like, Pete Davidson got smashed by Jared Mayo. And it's like, yeah, even I had one attack on me. It's like, ha, got him. And it was Jared Mayo, and it was for a Mayo ad. That was funny, too. I still don't know why, though, that Cousin Greg was eating dishwashing liquid from Uber Eats, and, like, Gwyneth Paltrow wanted to eat the smell of her vagina. But I guess that's what they're into. Yeah. Oh, but my favorite one is also, anytime a baby talks with a grown-up voice, oh, man, that is just too funny. So, oh, and then I got real sad because there was that one about the dog who lost his mates and was going to get, like, crushed. Uh, he was in a band with all these other animals, and then, then he met his old bandmates in the metaverse or whatever it was. I don't know what that was about, but I cried, so, yeah. Oh, and then there was Flavortown, the mayor of Flavortown, Guy Fieri. I fucking love... Oh, I shouldn't swear, sorry. I love Guy Fieri, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, there was a weird one. It was like a screensaver off one of those really old, old, old um, computers, and it was like a QR code. I thought it was a scam, so I didn't do it. So, but yeah, it was really great fun. And look, in terms of just the experience, this Super Bowl gets like what was it, fifty six? Uh, fifty six out of ten giddy ups from me. 
Uh, I was just really positive all the way through, and I just really enjoyed it. So congrats to the LA Rams. Congrats to all the ad makers. You guys all did a great job. And, uh, yeah, the fun part was, you know, the game, all the ads, just the entire – look, just congrats to America. We just had a great day. So there you go, 56 out of 10. Giddy-ups from me for this year's Super Bowl 56. All right, that's been Giddily Positive Reviews for Giddily Positive People with Josh Giddy. I'm Josh Giddy. Giddy up! <laughs>